0: Hey everyone, it's Angelica from A Little Bit of Everything With Me podcast,
1: and you're listening to Mark the Shark MMA Show.
0: Hi everyone, I am your host, Mark Ritoro, and welcome to the Mark the Shark MMA Show, where every week we talk about the wonderful sport of mixed martial arts. Today, we will review both the most recent and upcoming events and MMA news. Each episode, the format may be changed, but you will always be entertained. There will be interviews with special guests along with special insights on the sport from our guest host. We'll also give our picks as to who we think will win the next uh, UFC main event. Remember to keep listening to the show because at the end of the show, we will show you, the listeners, how to win a special prize each week. Also, make sure to follow us on Facebook for news and latest updates for future episodes. Also, we appreciate any donations from our listeners to keep this podcast up and running. You can make a donation by going to anchor.fm/slash Mark the Shark MMA Show. And that's Mark, spelled with a C and not a K. Also, we'll be looking for guests to appear on our show along with people who want to act as a sponsor and promote their product and brand. For more information, just contact me on the Mark the Shark MMA Show Facebook page. Also, as a plug-in, if you're looking for a good action thriller novel to read, check out the book called The Cabal, The Saga Begins. You can find it on both the Amazon and Barnes & Noble website. It's also available in Kindle format, paperback, and audiobook format. If you're looking for a good book for your kid to read, check out the books written by a young girl by the name of Christina Ritoro. She has two books out on the market, both on the Amazon and Barnes & Noble website. Our books are called I Am a Survivor and Invisible Girl. As of now, only The Invisible Girl isn't available in audiobook format on both on iTunes, Amazon, and Audible. Okay, everyone. Thanks for joining us. Keep on listening. We'll begin shortly after this break. Alright, guys. This is Mark from the Mark the Show MMA show. Just letting you guys all know that this show is now part of the Podcast City Network. And you can find me and the other shows that are part of the network on the PodcastCity.net website. Check it out.
1: Podcast City Network.
0: All right, guys, we're back to the show. This is Mark. And to all the listeners out there, we would appreciate it if you uh, make a small contribution to keep the uh, podcast going. All you have to do is go to anchor.fm slash Mark the Shark MMA Show and click on the support this podcast button. And it's Mark with a C and not a K. Again, it's anchor.fm slash Mark the Shark MMA Show. Alright guys, we're back on the show. We're live with a special guest, uh, professional MMA fighter Adam Meredith. Adam, how are you doing today? I'm good, brother. How are you doing, Mark? Good, good. And uh, we were just talking about the weather over there. You're from Missouri, right?
2: Yeah, I'm in Missouri. It's just, it's just crazy, crazy things. Crazy times right now. We're getting a lot of rain, a lot of some flooding. So.
0: Wow. Yeah. yeah, man. Hopefully you don't get any damage.
2: Uh, no, it should be I'll be I think I'll be fine. I'm sure some other people aren't as lucky. But um yeah, I man, it's crazy. And actually a little a little different than the flooding. My hometown, I'm from Jefferson City, Missouri, it's the capital. It's probably I'm in St. Louis, so that's probably I don't know, like two hours from here, hour and a half. And um they just got hit with a really big tornado, um, pretty recently. So it's just it's just been crazy just all over the state between tornadoes and flooding and it's just wild times, man. Wow.
0: Yeah. Okay. I just got some quick questions for you. Uh, so what, what age did you start the martial arts?
2: I, so I officially started martial arts. I was probably, I don't know, man, like 9 or 10. I, like most kids, I did karate. You know, I, I saw the karate kid growing up. It was really cool. I wanted to get into that. Uh, my mom actually, she didn't have a lot of money, so she would actually clean the gym to help pay for the dues and it finally just became too expensive so I stopped doing that and then it wasn't until like a number of years later uh, years later until I actually got back into like quote-unquote martial arts I started wrestling as a freshman in high school but I didn't get back into like a martial art which would be jiu-jitsu until probably about 10 years ago uh
0: 2009 oh okay okay And then um, when it comes to like grappling or striking, which do you find easier, grappling or striking?
2: Um, I definitely prefer grappling. That's just kind of where my heart is. Um, Just having been a wrestler, I started wrestling in high school, did some in college. And then once I stopped wrestling, that was kind of my transition into MMA um, back in 2008. And, uh, so I've just, I've just always had this affinity for, for grappling. It's definitely like my first love. I do enjoy striking. I've done pro boxing. Um, I've done pro kickboxing, uh, but I, I love striking or, I mean, I love grappling over, over at all. So jujitsu is
0: like my, my main passion at the moment. Wow. So what college did you get to for wrestling?
2: Uh, I went to Lindenwood University, um, so this was back in two thousand six. At the time, they were NAIA, and um, I think they're D two now. Oh. Okay. Uh, just yeah, it's a school here in the yeah school here in the St. Louis area. Um, they're the Savage Wrestlers, like multi you know multi year national championship teams, and it was a really good program. Um, I actually, so whenever I was in college, man, I I'm a father of two. I had my son whenever I was twenty years old. Um, so I stopped I stopped wrestling. You know, went to school full time. I was working full time, um, being a dad, training for fighting. Um, so I, I stopped wrestling, and um, that was actually kind of my transition into fighting because I still wanted to compete.
0: Um, uh, so I, I
2: just had to, yeah. So I had how to did you
0: find out about mixed martial arts? Was it at your martial at your school or?
2: Oh no, I mean I was a fan of martial arts before. Then I mean, just coming up in high school, probably like a lot of kids at that time. You know, you see the Ultimate Fighter, that classic Forrest Griffin and yep. Stephen Bonner fight, you know what I mean? And I was like, oh, man, like, that kind of put it in my mind. I remember hearing about it, like, whenever I was a little kid, like, back in the day when Ken Shamrock fought. And because I saw him in, 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 in like, the WCW, whatever he was in, I was like, man, that stuff's crazy. I'll never do that. And then all these years later, man, just, you, know, you learn more about it. And I was just like, oh, I, I have to do that because it was just – just such a natural, just, like, the next step from wrestling because it was just a very, you know, I looked at it as just, you know, probably one of the most pure forms of sport that you can get. You know, it's just you and another man in there. Um, you both are in there, like, like, half naked, and it's just, like, there's nothing, there's nothing to hide behind. It's either you got the skills or you don't. You know what I mean? It's just, you know, it's about going in there and imposing your will you know, upon another human.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, did you have a lot of amateur fights before you began, before you turned pro, or
2: I had? Um, yeah, I had twelve or thirteen amateur MMA fights, and then so my coach, his name is Mike Rogers, and he was actually the head coach of Tyron Woodley. Whenever you know he started his career, um, I trained out of St. Charles MMA, and. Um he made sure that we did everything, man. So we had to do we had to do boxing. I did the Golden Gloves tournament. We had to do uh kickboxing. Uh, we had to do jujitsu tournaments. We did Muay Thai. Like we did everything. So um yeah, I man. I had between MMA and then I think I had a few boxing and like one Muay Thai. I probably had I think like sixteen or seventeen amateur fights between all disciplines that I did. Wow. Yeah,
0: I know. Now I know you've competed in Bellator, but would you? What would you say is your favorite? In, when you turn like in pro, in professional MMA organization, like what's your favorite professional MMA organization? Would you consider it Bellator, or if you had a, an opportunity to fight in UFC or, or one FC? Yeah, what would be your favorite.
2: Honestly, it is Bellator. Um. For the longest time, you know, you're always, at least I was, I was always chasing in that coveted, you know, that UFC spot because that's, it was, you know, the Mecca for so long. But after having been in the sport for so long, I mean, a UFC fighter is actually a dime a dozen. not very really hard to find. And I've trained with a lot of them and, like, I, you know, I've, I've, done, I've done very well against a lot of those guys. But really, I don't feel like, yeah, I don't feel like the, the UFC does, um, I don't feel like they really treat people very well um i don't yeah, feel like it's fired yeah. as well man like i i just saw for the longest time it was just it's just a lot of bs going on you know what i mean? It's, it's just so i don't i'm not a big fan of that you know it's nice to have that it'd be it'd be nice to say like oh yeah you know you're a ufc fighter because that's what everybody knows and then it'd be cool to get that big ass bonus but dude like they just they don't take care of people and they just they don't care about you at all Yeah, i kind of heard that <laughs>
0: Hopefully, Dan and I, Dan White's not listening to me, but. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I've well, probably heard, he that. That heard that, uh, what's that guy's name? Uh, he was in Strike Force, then he went into the UFC, then he went to Bellator. I forget the guy's name. He is, ah, oh, man. His name is, is uh, escaping my memory. Well, anyway, but I remember him saying that. If he did two fights in Bellator after he did, I think, one or two fights in the UFC. But he was the uh, strike force champion, I think, lightweight. And he was uh, saying that he got paid more in that one fight that he did in Bellator than he probably would have like two or three fights in the UFC. Probably,
2: yeah. I'm not sure who that. I think was. it was
0: Josh. Is it John Thompson or Josh Thompson? I think I got.
2: Oh, it right. Josh Thompson. Yeah. At like 55. Like yeah. Yeah, Josh Thompson probably more than likely. Dude, they, yeah. the thing is, Bellator—they picked up quite a few UFC guys, and I mean, they're not getting a lot of market share. But my experience with them was just so cool, man. Just the whole staff was great. They treated everybody really nice. I do like the fact that you can still keep sponsors with that organization. So I think that's just better for fighters, especially young fighters, man. Um, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's just like to to get or in in more established fighters too. I mean, you know, you know how many fighters like are like lose losing out on money because they can't wear what they want to wear like in the octagon like it's just craziness man yeah yeah. so yeah and but one one championship's doing a lot of cool things like with their uh you know they they put in a lot of like regulations for like weight classes and different things but i was actually just having a conversation the other day and from my understanding i think they do their weigh-ins like Like, you don't even weigh in in front of, like, your actual other – like, your opponent, and it's behind, like, a closed-door way in So, it's just like – Yeah. Yeah, on paper, it sounds like they're doing all these great things, but it sounds like they're probably still doing some, like, old-school, like, pride-shifty things from back in the day. Yeah,
0: I've heard that, too. I've heard that, too. I think I heard, like, Gary Tone say, like, in the interview, like, he's never seen any of his opponents at the weigh-in. Exactly. So, it's just like – I don't
2: know, man. UFC, or not UFC, but Bellator just kind of seems to be the most honorable at the moment. Right, that's so good. I, I,
0: now, when you had your uh, first MMA fight, were you nervous?
2: Yeah, man. You know, I, I typically, I don't get like super nervous. There's always, there's always nerves, right? I mean, I'd be a liar to so I didn't get some nerves because, I mean, you're about to go in there and fight another person, and. You know, as an amateur, my first four amateur fights, I was an independent fighter. So I didn't even have a gym yet. I um, I just, I trained with this buddy that I had. He had a couple like amateur MMA fights. And he, you know, he was a former wrestler at Lindenwood. And we were just like, work out, I'd work out really hard. And I just really relied on my wrestling for that fight. But yeah, there was definitely some nerves in there because you don't know what you're going against. And uh, the guy I fought, is like my very first fight. And I think it was like that guy's like seventh or eighth fight. So I was actually kind of being... St- set up and um I ended up winning the fight, but within like the opening minute of the fight, the dude broke my nose. Like he hit oh. me with just just a straight two. He was a southpaw, just boom, clean, clean left, snapped my head back and then it's like Mike Tyson says, as soon as you get hit, you know, it's like your plan goes out the window, dude. So I just <laughs> immediately just like reached out and just like went for a shot and just like took him down and just instantly was just wrestling. Um yeah, there's definitely some nerves there, but you know, it just gets easier with everyone.
0: Wow. That's insane, right? Now, are you still fighting now?
2: Man, you know, I don't fight anymore. Um, it's been two years I had my last fight um, in Shamrock FC. And um, now I just coach and I just focus a lot on jujitsu. jitsu So it's, it's been, it's been a, a, a pretty fun transition for me. I never thought I'd be coaching. I'm actually coaching a really young, uh, a young guy named uh, Jackson Henson. He just had his uh, MMA debut like a month or two ago. And he's okay. coming up. He's about to have his second fight coming up here in July. And this kid's just a young savage dude. His dad is uh, is Sammy Henson, who is uh, he's a world uh, gold medalist in wrestling. He's a world wow. bronze medalist, and he's an Olympic silver medalist. Um, he took silver in the Olympics in '98, and I think in '96 is whenever he won worlds. And In '98, he was also um, you know wrestler of the year in America. So just an absolute phenomenal athlete wow. and uh, so I'm training his son now and um, he just had a big win um his first debut got a good you know first round submission and I'm working with this young kid now and I'm really excited to kind of just impart my wisdom on him and help him with his striking like I'm specifically his striking coach um you know and a little bit of like kind of his overall MMA coach putting it all together for him but I'm really excited to see what he has going on just working with these other fighters and then again like I said I'm really focused on like jujitsu um okay. just working, working towards that coveted black belt um i'm a four-stripe purple belt um i think i'm closing on that brown belt pretty close uh, pretty wow. soon you're probably and, really uh, a brown belt now
0: dude with that
2: wrestling it, in, in my mind <laughs> if, you, if you talk you tell it to me i'm a brown belt but i'll trust my professor and i'll, I'll wait until he gives that to me um yeah. But last year, I was invited to um, an invite-only um, Nogi uh, grappling tournament, uh, the Ana Invitational. Uh, oh, okay. 8. Yeah,
0: that's yeah a good dude.
2: One. Dude, a it was great. Player. Yeah, man. And, uh, mean, I have no shame in saying, like, I, I didn't probably take it as serious as I could. I wish I would have taken it more serious because, dude, they have some legit-ass grapplers on that thing. And it really opened up my eyes to the world of Nogi and just, like, leg attacks and, and just, you know, how intense the game really is. I went up against this young kid named William Tackett, and uh, he just he just took second in the ADCC trials, and he's uh, I think he's 18 now. He's a okay. purple belt, um, beating black belts. I think he's like number eight in the world. Just fucking savage, man.
0: Yeah. And, it's, and it's uh, like so easy, you know, like some people who aren't like even brown belts are beating black belts. I mean, I don't know how good the black if they were younger black belts or older black belts, but the game is totally yeah. changed terms yeah
2: man yeah Yeah. Yeah. you got you got these guys you yeah leg loss you got it whether it's jujitsu or mma man you got kids who are doing these sports from the time they're like eight years old and you were just seeing a whole different level of athlete now so it's really cool to see the
0: evolution of it all wow so you're not fighting anymore uh, so i guess you don't have any sponsors or anything like that do you just teach at the school now uh or do you have your own MMA program?
2: So, man, I got a couple of, yeah, a couple of different things kind of in the works, man, since I've, since I've stopped fighting. Like I said, I definitely jumped heavier into jujitsu. I coach kids jujitsu and I do privates and different things and I coach at the gym, but I also have my own brand called Imposed Will. Um, and it's, it's a lifestyle mindset brand to where, um, you know, I have some apparel and different things, but it's just literally about you know, just teaching people, you know, how to strengthen their mind and how to get the most out of their life. Because I really believe that the mind is the key. And, you know, we can strengthen our mind and we need to train our mind like we do our bodies. And, you know, once we do that, the body will follow. So I'm just all about just, you know, mental strength and just like building the brand and just, you know, letting people know that they can impose their will on life, like whatever it is that you want to do in life, you really can do it. It's just about having that that mental strength and that mindset to know that you just have to make a choice and you have to act upon it. And you know, I believe one of the most powerful phrases that we can say is "I will." So many people say like "I'll try," like no, there is like don't like no, like that doesn't work. Like either you will or you won't. So just say you will. I will commit to it and do it. So I'm just I'm really passionate about um, you know just growing the brand and Pose will. And then I also have a podcast called Outside Perspective to where. Yeah, man. I you know I release two episodes a week every Monday and Thursday, and it's just a very conversational format where I'm just sitting down with humans from just all walks of life, and you know my my goal is just to present people with a different perspective on the world, man. So um, what's the name you of your know, podcast? Just, uh, it's been uh, it's called Outside Perspective. and It's oh, okay. uh, been uh, yeah, you know, coming right, up on. I sure make sure make sure that my listeners episode. are aware of your podcast. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Check me out, man. You know, I did so two episodes a week. Um, yeah, man. I just released episode 81 or 80. I think I just released episode 81. Okay. One two. Um, I got, yeah, I got a few in the pipeline. Like, I'm actually, I just actually just recorded episode 88. Um, but, you know, I kind of have a pipeline where I release in like a three to four but weeks, what's the you format? know, kind of lag time.
0: Yeah. It's, got to get it's just a very conversational format. Gosh, but what's your
2: format of your podcast like? it's very conversational uh, man so episodes are about an hour I don't have like a set list of questions um it's just me and whoever my guest is just sitting down talking depending on like what their expertise is and I've had I've had some MMA people on there um I've had some jiu-jitsu people on there I've had some doctors on there I've had some people in the medical cannabis space I've had just people from all walks of life really I've had artists on there I've had entrepreneurs on there I've had trainers Mm -hmm. it's just yeah, yeah man, cool. almost almost Joe Rogan esque, dude. Just people yeah, who I find interesting, good,
0: I just want to talk to them. That's good. My, even though my the main focus of my podcast is MMA, I do have. It's also based on health and uh, fitness. I have like a lot of people on my show too that have like a health and fitness background. A lot of doctors that are sports psychologists, and nutritionists on there. I find yeah, that man. Very interesting. Now let's talk about your uh, your uh, your other brand. What was it called again? Imposed will. Okay, is that like a public speaking platform, or is that? I'm assuming it's like um, positive, like you do public speaking on this, or
2: so. So I'm I'm a health and movement coach, and uh, yeah. So I mean, you know, in addition to you know the like the jujitsu whatnot, like you know I do health coaching and whatnot. So it all kind of plays. Hand in hand, you know, essentially what I'm doing is just building a community and a platform to where there, there, there will be a speaking piece to at some point. I've done some some public speaking um, on, you know, just like performance and mindset and you know, just how to get the most out of it. So there, there will be a speaking component, but I want to create like a community and okay. a platform to where people can go to and it can just be a resource for health and wellness and movement. And, um, yeah, again, and, and, mental strength as well. So it's just all about, um, just being the best you and getting the most out of, out of your life that you want. So there, there will be public speaking, um, there's, you know, apparel and, and just, it's just going to be just a brand new
0: movement is what I'm looking to build, man. That's great. Now getting back to jujitsu, do you have any, uh, to compete like in the no-gi worlds, like an IBGF, or are you just sticking with submission only? Points.
2: i prefer i really do do prefer the the submission only like the ebi format i really okay. like that compared to like the ibjjf i did ibjjf worlds last year and i'm not super enamored with the system to be honest with you um if i if i do compete i'm kind of at a place to where i i'm very like i I love. I like to compete, but it's not really my focus at the exact moment. Like I'm just really enjoying training and teaching. So okay. if I do compete, it it would definitely be something more along the lines of EBI. I do like the longer rounds. I actually just went down to Austin at the end of April and I did the Onit um, Open, and that, and that's an EBI uh, format, you know. So I like the longer rounds. I like not having to worry about like the points and different things. I really feel like that's the way of. Um, I feel like that's kind of like the way things are going with jujitsu. I don't yeah. whether or not like the point system will ever totally go away, probably not. But I, I definitely prefer to uh, to definitely do just the submission only's. I agree.
0: Now, do you have a favorite MMA fighter? Like that you admired since you were you know, since you got into the sport? Like who's your favorite MMA fighter of all time? Um, you know, like, it's one it's, or two. It's,
2: It's a really hard question, dude. I really don't really have one, to be honest with you, because (laughs) I used to, like, I mean, I used to, like, be a huge fan of the sport and, like, watch it all the time. And then whenever I started doing it, I kind of quit watching it as much. Like, I looked at it differently. I would watch it and I would study. And, um, I mean, there's definitely some really great fighters out there. I mean, you know, your Anderson Silva's and different things. But I just started looking at everybody as just, like, humans. So I don't really, like, idolize any of them. And then the deeper I got into my career and one of the, probably one of the biggest catalysts for me to like deciding to quit fighting was I started worrying about my brain a lot.
0: Yeah. I mean, it is a full contact sport, you know, it takes, takes a lot out of you. Yeah. Like I, I've been on a silence myself for like five months from just from jujitsu because I'm a, I'm a, you know, I'm an older guy now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting. I have like IT band syndrome and I have like arthritis in my foot. My goal is to get back to it, but you know, full contact sports do take a toll on the body, you know. But what about in jiu jitsu? Is there like any particular guy in jiu jitsu that you, you know, that you like, you like Gary Tone or going Ryan Ryan or anything like that? Or do you follow any particular jiu jitsu fighters and sport of jiu or? uh we were talking about like what was your my was favorite fight in jiu-jitsu
2: yeah that you follow oh in jiu-jitsu dude now there are definitely some jiu-jitsu guys that i'm, I'm a fan of at the moment and um the, both of the ryan brothers gordon ryan and Nikki ryan like, those two dudes are savages. And uh, the guy we just talked to that I compete against, William Tackett, man, this young kid, is 18 years old. He's out of Austin. Kid is a savage, man. So there's, there's definitely a couple guys that you know, I'm keeping my eye on. I'm really bad about that with any sport. I've never really been that guy who is, like, a super fan of any one person to where, like, I'm going to know everybody's name and I know everybody's stats. But there's definitely a few guys I like to keep my eye on.
0: <laughs> i hear you you know every everything that everybody gets busy in life you can't keep on top of everything now, yeah man I, the I, more i the
2: more i'm trying to do
0: yeah 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 so if my listeners or you know potential sponsors like for your products or whatever wanted to get in touch with you how would they get in touch with you do you have a website
2: yeah so there's a couple of different ways man they can um, they can check me out? Check me out on imposedwill. dot com, um, or you can just you know go to Instagram. Um, you know I have uh, my my personal page, which is Adam Meredith underscore. Um, I also have you know the imposed will page, which is just imposed will, or you can go to the podcast page, which is outside perspective underscore podcast. And um, also for your listeners, dude, so, you know, I actually do have a sponsor. It's um, Jumbo Superfoods. They're a CBD company based out of uh, California, dude. They're, you know, deemed the world's healthiest edible, and they have, you know, several products from CBD drops to a muscle bomb to, like, a a grass-fed ghee and MCT oil. Um, They're just amazing products, and they sponsor both me and the podcast. So, you know, all your listeners, if they're interested in the CBD products, man, again, And these are some of the best on the market. They can go to jombocbd.com. They can Hmm. use the code OUTSIDE at checkout, and they'll save 20% off their whole order, man. Oh, that's That's great. great. Now, do you use those products yourself? Absolutely, man. I'm good friends with those guys. Um, I had one of the owners on the podcast um, episode, I think like six. I met him last year. His name's Kyle Brown, really great guy. And just, you know, I met several, you know, several of the team members now, and, they're just such a great company, man, and they're doing everything right. Like, they do all high quality, they use all high quality ingredients. They send their products to a laboratory for third party testing. I personally use their Muscle Bomb almost every day. It's been game changing um, with, with my recovery for jujitsu. I first used them last year after a jujitsu tournament. You know, I woke up, my fingers were all stiff and sore. And um, I rubbed this muscle bomb on there, dude. And within minutes, I could move my fingers again, and it felt amazing. So I use their CBD drops. I give my kids their CBD drops. My girlfriend and I, we have a dog we give the CBD drop, uh, drops too. So I use all their products. Um, I'm a huge believer in them and um, just by far some of the best products on the market. Uh-huh. That's great. I guess I got to look into that. What was Check them? out, amount, man? Jom- Jombo, J A M b-o superfoods
0: okay. so you got
2: jambocbd.com code is okay. outside
0: okay can you let everybody again know what's what's the name of your podcast
2: my podcast is called outside perspective they can check me out i drop two episodes a week every monday okay. every thursday um on every platform
0: oh that's great all right adam i appreciate having you on the show All right, guys, we'll be back after this short break. All right, Mark. Thanks, brother. All right, take care. Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to www.audibletrial.com slash MMA show and browse the unmanaged selection of audio programs. Download a title for free and start listening. It's that easy. Go to www.audibletrial.com slash MMA show. All right, guys, we're back to the show. Are you guys interested in making money? Well, keep listening to the podcast. I'll make a special announcement on how you, the listener, can make money by listening to my podcast as well as other podcasts. Stay tuned. Three. All right, guys, we're back on the show. This is the uh, second half. I'm doing an exclusive now with, with uh, Joshua uh, Augustine. And his, uh, he's got his manager here, Justin Brick. How are you guys doing today?
1: Good, buddy. How about yourself? Good, good, good,
0: good. <laughs> Just so everybody knows, this is the second half, the full half. If you want to listen to the whole hat podcast, you got to listen to it on iTunes, Spotify, our heart radio, and Anchor. But uh, this guy's fighting this weekend, so I wanted to give him a little quicker exposure. So we're going to be throwing this on YouTube after we're done. Ahead of the uh, publication of the podcast episode,
1: awesome man. We really appreciate that. No, no
0: problem, man. No problem at all. All right. So, Joshua, yes, sir, tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you get into the, to the martial arts? What was your first martial art?
3: Uh, well, I actually was just an athlete growing up, and whenever I was my freshman year, whenever I first started high school, I just happened to stumble along a mixed martial arts gym. Um, found the number, went in that weekend and started training. And it, I actually learned uh, jujitsu and kickboxing the same day. So I didn't really start in any specific martial art. And uh, that was almost 11 years ago. Be so you've been training for 11 years already? Yes, sir. Wow. So are you like a, a black belt in jujitsu? No, I'm a blue belt in jujitsu. <laughs> we, we have a really strict uh, – Really strict ranking system
0: yeah. at our state. Yeah. Well, that's how it is typically with jiu-jitsu in general. It takes a long time.
3: Yeah. I'm a like, I've been
0: doing it for 12 years. I'm still a brown belt.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
0: but it t- it takes a long time. Um, so who do you study jiu-jitsu under?
3: I studied jiu-jitsu under Mike Rogers. Um, okay. house, And they're, they're under the lineage of Rodrigo Baggi.
0: Oh, okay. 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 So you're one of those modern, um, new-age fighters like Rory McDonald where they didn't start with any traditional martial arts training and then develop and then added things to it later on. So you're one of those guys. So tell us a little bit about your upcoming fight. I think you're fighting this Saturday, correct?
3: I'm fighting this Saturday at the Casa Ballroom. Okay. In St. Louis, Missouri, uh, down in Soulard. It's uh, against Tremere Holly. He's 0-1. I'm 1-0. Uh, basically, I would just say we're in two far different leagues. Um, I, I, Like I've said, I've been training 11 years. I've dedicated my entire life to this the past four or <laughs> five years. And uh, Tremere had a really shaky amateur career, and he's he's here to collect a paycheck, in my opinion. And I'm going to go out and show show where I'm at in my okay. game. So this is,
0: technically, is this like a pro fight?
3: Yeah, this is my second pro fight. Okay, so how many fights did you have when you were an amateur? I had five MMA fights, uh, nine boxing matches, I think about six or seven kickboxing matches, and a ton of jujitsu tournaments. Okay, so you had five amateur MMA
0: fights before you turned pro? Yes, sir. Wow, that's pretty good, because I hear, like, I don't know if that rule still sticks, like, most people got to do three. I don't know if that's like a hard set rule. So like, um amateur yeah, fights and then they switch.
1: Beforehand in the state of Missouri there were no sanctioned amateur fights um until about two years ago. So there really wasn't uh too many rules um in place. I mean, you could have taken your first pro fight after, you know, taking your first boxing class if you wanted uh-huh. to. Um, but over the last few years, the state of Missouri and the uh, the Athletic Commission have kind, of do, have kind of taken over and really banded together to make a more solid MMA community here, to make things, you know, uh, more legitimate. They're actually in uh, the process right now of passing um, a, new law, a new rule, I guess, that you have to have a minimum of five amateur fights, and you cannot go pro without having over a uh, 50% win rate as well. Just to kind of keep, you know, the sport at a higher level and keep, you know, some of these guys – Like, um, you know, a a Tremere Holly who out here just trying to chase a paycheck. And in my opinion, almost disrespecting, you know, some of these fighters who like Josh who dedicate every single second of their life to being the absolute best martial artist possible. Okay. And I also
0: think it's also fair, right? Because there's some guys that, that may be their first pro MMA fight and they could be getting going against guys trying to sandbag in the system because he's not ready.
1: Right. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. So now, what kind of pick kickboxing matches did you do? Were they Thai boxing or were they American
3: style kickboxing? Uh, just, I guess they were technically K1, American style kickboxing, but I okay. could only kick, so it was kind of, I guess, like modified like, rules. Yeah, style. like modified almost MMA rules. Um, I, all, um, excuse, me, excuse me, I think uh, all of my kickboxing matches were actually on MMA shows, so it wasn't okay. like.
0: So you were allowed to kick to the legs then, right? yes all right so it wasn't like the the old-fashioned american style where it was
3: above the waist right but they called it k1 so okay it's,
1: it's funny how that happens you know k1 is you know essentially a rule set and everybody's like oh i'm doing a k1 match this weekend or, or, yeah you when know. you say k1
0: i'm actually thinking like the k1 champion
1: yeah yeah yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> he actually joshua you i forget the guy's name there's a uh Oh, man. I used to train with the guy because uh, I'm from Jersey and there's a, a Muay Thai gym called North Jersey Muay-, uh, Muay Thai. And there's a fighter there. I just can't think of his name right now that you look almost exactly like him. He's, uh, he won the world championship Muay Thai belt like, maybe like three or four or five years ago. I just can't think of the guy's name right now. But you look almost exactly like him. <laughs> Gosh, got better kids. Yeah, it could be your double. It could be your double, man. You know? You know? <laughs> So tell us a little bit more about the preparation for this fight. Have you studied some fight tapes on this guy or have you uh, seen him in the amateur I circuit?
3: Yeah, absolutely. I, I honestly believe I know what he's going to do more than he knows what he's going to do going into this fight. I've studied so much. I fell asleep watching this guy fight probably 10 different times throughout camp. Um, through, my preparation is pretty simple. I get up and I run my five miles in the morning. I do strength and conditioning. Um, sometimes it's just like a maintenance for my body and sometimes we go pretty hard on the weights and, uh, then I have jujitsu, uh, followed by an MMA practice in the afternoon. Um, and we usually, usually modify it. Sometimes I have kickboxing in the morning and then we have MMA, whatever I feel I'm lacking my, I'm really lucky to have the camp that I do around me and have uh, a very tight knit inner circle that really um takes care of me and and helps me evolve my game where where it'll progress in the fastest version Mm
0: -hmm. now how long do you usually prepare for a fight did you know is this like a last minute fight or did you know about this in advance or
3: um my pro debut i knew about about six months in advance this one was just right after with the same promotion. Uh, this was six weeks apart.
1: So yeah, his his pro debut was uh, eight, the April thirteenth, and we received uh, the contract for this fight um, probably April nineteenth. So we it was it was right away that we um, we had another one uh, on the table. He uh, first round TKO in his first in uh, in his pro debut landed forty seven unanswered strikes before they stopped it.
0: Uh, okay. Yeah. Was it mostly? I'm assuming it was mostly hand strikes. Then,
1: right? Uh, he uh, he broke out the newfound elbows that he's allowed to use at the pro de- at the pro level. <laughs> uh, it was about 27 of those that landed uh, before uh, they decided to call it quits. Oh
0: wow! Was it mostly in the clinch? I'm assuming it was mostly in the clinch. I don't know.
3: I'm trying to remember. You guys allowed to grab behind the back of the head? So, so basically, I just came out. We touched gloves. I threw a couple strikes. We fell into like a clinch put him against the cage, body locked him down. Um, almost got mount. I just controlled him from half guard. Almost got mount. He recovered back to guard. I just put him against the cage and just started raining elbows on him. Okay.
0: Now, do yeah. you consider yourself more of a stand-up striker or ground fighter? Like, what do you prefer more?
3: My strength is striking, and uh, striking has always come easier to me, but my jiu-jitsu is really solid. I believe in my jiu-jitsu. I have Amazing jujitsu partners around me, and the more that I go and train other places and, and interact with other people, like in martial arts, I see how strong and pure our jujitsu is. So, wherever the fight goes, really with anyone, I feel confident.
0: Okay. Now, this is just a regular match, right? This isn't for like a belt, or or is it?
3: Yeah, no, it's just a uh, regular professional debut. Three rounds, uh, three five minute rounds. Okay. Do you have a fight lined up after this one, or are you going to take a little break? I plan on jumping right back in there.
1: So yeah, we're we're um, we we've been flirting with a few a uh, few things. that I don't know if we can uh, officially announce yet, but okay. uh, probably August will be uh, will be the next one, mid August. Yeah.
3: Okay. I'm, I'm gonna stay ready to go. I feel like three years ago I should have been at the highest level of the sport. So the past three years of my life has almost been very frustrating for me to not be able to provide for my family myself and everyone around me from what I'm doing, from how long I've been putting in so much work and really how talented I, I am. I know that I am. And so this next year for me is going to be a a breakout year. I'm going to, I'm going to take as many fights as possible. After this fight, I'm looking for the toughest guys for the most money. I, I want to fight the best people in the world. I want to show that I'm the best.
1: Okay.
0: Now tell me a little bit about the organization that this fight is under again. What's we'll, we'll promote
1: so the promoter? So the promotion is uh, Nemesis Fighting Alliance. Uh, they've been around for probably about uh, seven, eight years here in uh, the St. Louis area. Um, last, the last three shows that they've done, they've, they've sold um, about 5,000 tickets combined. Um, it's been sold-out show every single time. Um, they live stream on Twitch. Um, okay. That's cool.
0: That was going to be my next question. Do
1: Yes, yeah, as soon as as soon as, um, as, soon as um, the ticket sales close, they will post a link for um uh, for the Twitch uh, on their Facebook page, the Nemesis Fighting Alliance uh, on Facebook. Um, okay. you can find them um, on my my Facebook page, Justin Scott Bricker, or his page as well, Joshua Augustine. Um, we're always linked up through there as well.
0: Oh, you guys definitely gotta send me that link.
1: Yeah, we will
0: <laughs> i I'm in the middle of building my website so I can throw it up on there, but I could always like post it on my Facebook page yeah, and amazing. Amazing. my name and my Twitter and everything. You ever get beat. So now this promotion, is it just strictly in Missouri or do they, they so, draw people from other States?
1: So uh, we, we do have fighters that come in from out of town uh, for the nemesis shows. Um, like, um, Two, two events ago, the main event was um, another one of our training partners, uh, Julius Anglicus. He'll actually be fighting on uh, Dana White's Tuesday Night Contender Series, August 12th. So make sure you check that okay. out. Um, his okay. opponent came all the way in from uh, North Carolina uh, to okay. fight here in St. Louis. So, I mean, they bring in some pretty good talent from all over the, uh, from all over the country.
0: Okay. Yeah, we definitely got to check that. I think he's going to be on the show, too, and, and like maybe next week or week after. So okay. that's pretty interesting. Yeah, pretty nice, interesting. Nice. Now, where do you see yourself going, um, Joshua? Do you see yourself staying, doing a couple of fights with this uh, Missouri organization and moving out to like a bigger organization? Is this because, like, over here in Jersey, they got the—I forget the full name. It's like the CFC Cage Fight Fury Championships. They're like the—they're—they're um, they're pro, but it's like the, the step before you can get at the Bellator. And yeah, UFC. they
1: actually stream on uh, UFC Fight Pass. Okay. Yeah, CFFC, they're, yeah, they're a pretty decent organization. Uh, they've been around for a long time. I think they've done around 80 shows, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah.
0: So do you um, see yourself going into something like that, or are you just going to stay where you are now and then try to get into like something like Bellator? or?
3: I see myself as a household name in five years, so there's going to be a natural progression where I'm going to have to go through some of these middle – middle promotions like maybe an LFA or a CFFS uh, um CFFC sorry yeah Um, I think I think any one of those promotions that I touch is anything I touch is going to turn to gold so it'll be good business for both of us um I I naturally I'm gonna have to go through them I think um to get a bigger name fight maybe like a ex-UFC vet or an ex-Bellator vet you know so to get a more notoriety fight with a middle promotion,
1: maybe after a fight or two with, with the promotion with now NFA. Because, um, I mean, the the, day, the days of having, you know, that perfect 10-0 record that you need to get into the UFC are are slowly but surely dwindling away. You know, you see guys now making their pro debut and the UFC with four fights, five fights, you know. Some also- even less. Yes, I'm even less- like Dylan. Dylan Dennis, he's in
0: Bellator, right? Mm-hmm. Guy didn't get no. He went right pro. He didn't have any amateur fights.
1: Right. Same with Dino you know Gary Conan over in One FC. Yeah. He's five and zero oh now. And at first, you know, they kind of threw him a few soda cans, but um, now they're trying to toss him to the wolves, and he's still out there shining with skin on. I mean, with you know wolf pelt on his back.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, how do you guys? Are you doing anything special to promote yourself as a fighter? Um, to get into these bigger shows or
1: um really that's that's kind of where uh where i come into play you know i, I handle most of uh, the social media stuff and as well as um you know obligations with contracts and contacting different promotions as well um we, we've had our talks with uh with a few people i guess i can't really um delve into too much like i said you know we might have, we can announce a little bit later on here but um yeah, I mean, just, just doing the best we can to stay in everybody's face. Um, actually, um, New Year's Eve, we were uh, invited out to uh, New York City at Madison Square Garden to the PFL Championship by the, uh, their marketing director. And so okay. it was like three days' notice. We drove 20 hours straight from St. Louis to New York City and uh, ended up tracking down Ray Seffo, the owner of the PFL, to his hotel and went to his hotel room Twelve, I mean, twelve hours before showtime, and called him called him up to his hotel room, and he came down to the lobby and talked to us for about twenty minutes about what we need to do, who we okay. need to be in contact with, and you know the path to really set us on to uh, get to the PFL and to the next level. So, I mean, we're we're here to do whatever it takes to make sure that everybody knows the name Josh Augustine and St. Charles Mixed Martial Arts. Now, what do you what are you guys'
0: opinion about the PFL? I kind of like what they're doing. I love it. I think it's together. a great opportunity for the
1: fighters. I love it. I, I, I love it. It's, you know, to me, the, the, one, the art, of, the art of the tournament is always so exciting. Like, you see March Madness, right? Nobody really gives a shit about college basketball until March. There's a few guys, yep. but now you got house, housewives in, you know, Jersey who are picking the, their, their team winner because they like the mascot or their coach is cute. And, you know, it's just that aspect of the tournament that gets everything so exciting. And the fact that you're not pigeonholed into being stuck with certain sponsors and um, you can have a voice for yourself or you could be guys like Sean O'Connell and not say a word and you go out there and you win a million dollars and you win fights. Yeah. I, I, mean. I think it's great. Yeah. And, and I think the best part about it is it's ran by an ex fighter, somebody who's yep. been there and who knows the game and really cares about putting on the best product for the best value. Yeah.
0: Well, I think it also, the fact that they have such a big, huge pot, you know, for that championship belt, I think is great, right? Because you think about it, like a lot of these guys, when they go into the UFC, um, like who's the guy that uh, built, uh, Chris Weidman, right?
1: Yeah.
0: When he fought for his first title fight and he won, he only got, he got paid 20000 I think he got like another $50,000 for bonus, right? Because he knocked the guy out. It wasn't until, and then the second fight when he was defending it, he got paid two hundred grand, right? right? And then, meanwhile, I mean, I think what you guys do as fighters, between the training, just just the techniques alone, and what you guys put your body through, you know, is comparable to like you know a lineman in a professional football going head to head with another guy, you know. So I, I always hear about these, but like these payouts
3: for some of these guys, they're like. You know, like twenty thousand dollars. This guy's like fighting for a belt. It's ridiculous. You know? It's ridiculous. I I saw a guy um uh, on the payouts not too long ago. Uh, one of Uriah Hall's last knockouts. I think it was his last fight. He knocked a guy out, and it was his debut. The guy's debut. He had a he had a great showing in the first round. He was winning the fight, got knocked out, got paid eight thousand dollars. Wow. Much for you, but where. Whereas in the PFL, you know, you can uh, you can change your life. You, or, could,
1: you or, could retire, or, or even you know, even Bellator. You know, yeah, eight, that's another one. Eight thousand dollars. There's people making that in sponsorships alone, just just because you know they're that one guy from their hometown who has made it out, and all these local businesses want to support them. You don't get that. You don't get that chance in the UFC anymore, which is is sad to see. You know, the the what is supposed to be the pinnacle of the sport. Mm-hmm. and locking down you know their fighters into slave contracts at the end of the day and it's 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 sad to see that you know these guys who are not only dedicating their life but putting their health and their brain and you know their families on the line for this get shelled out for pennies when guys are cashing checks for billions and billions of dollars
0: yeah exactly and where do you where, like if you had to pick an organization joshua who would you like? You know, it's two years from now, five years from now, who's the prime MMA organization that you want to see yourself fighting it for?
3: Augustine Promotion. <laughs> you want to be like Dale Ahoya, right? Floyd Mayweather.
0: There you I'll
3: go, man. Eh? Augustine. I want to do something different than anyone's ever done. There you go. Good answer. Good answer. I want to make. I want to make more money than anyone's ever made. More than Floyd. Uh-huh. It's there. There's a market. At what awesome. weight
0: class are you at
3: now? I'm at featherweight. Uh, okay. What was what was
0: uh, Conor McGregor at? He was lightweight, right?
3: He was a featherweight, and then he went up to lightweight. Yeah. So now you got to start talking smack, dude. You talk a lot of smack
0: before your fights or now?
3: I mean, I like to think that I speak the truth. Um, I like to have fun with it. It is what it is. It's the fight game, so we're we're not here. <laughs> And some guys some guys you know i think they go a little overboard i honestly
0: think connor just does it for the show. you know what i mean like i don't he's think he's the, i don't like
3: colby's yeah. too much like he's funny Col- colby's funny in my mind because i just i like it's not real it's, it's just, not even close to real.
1: he he just he just took what chael sonan did and is trying to turn it into uh more pro wrestling 100 percent.
3: and i mean i like to have fun with it i wouldn't really want to take it that far but i mean yeah, well, it was it's funny how Chow did it, right?
0: Chow does it. He does it differently. Like he says everything with like a straight face. He's, like the perfect um, politician. He doesn't. He stays neutral. He doesn't do it to piss people off, and well, you know, he doesn't really do it to gain fan. But it works for him.
1: You know, he was a politician. I actually think he tried to run for like a local office or something. So, like no, so he was. He was. He had. I, I can't remember if it was like an alderman seat or something. But he was actually uh, an elected official in Oregon, and and served jail time for money laundering. Really? Yeah, yeah. He uh, it's like the first like two chapters of his book is what that's about.
0: Oh wow! I, know. Yeah. I didn't know that. I, know that. I didn't know that at all, man. Character. Yeah. That's insane. Now, comedy goes the little uh, the other extreme, you know. Yes. Yes. Uh, but, but yeah, who? I think he called. What was uh one of the guys from Team Alpha man? And called him like a uh, midget or something.
1: And when he and, he, and he's the one who gave T T J Dillashaw the name the Snake.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: yeah all, all <laughs> awesome. And Cody yeah. Garbrandt tried to fight him.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: How the tables turned, huh? He <laughs> right though. I
0: sure was. Yeah, he was. He was. But oh, Man, he cracks me up. Now, is there anybody that like when you were you know starting out was there? any particular MMA fighter that you kind of like, you know, I don't want to say idolize, but kind of like, you know, I like that guy. I want to kind of like be like that guy.
3: Yeah. Connor was that first guy for me. Uh, I always had favorites. I always liked different fighters and stuff. Um, and was a huge fight fan, just like a nerd. Like I could, you could quiz me on anything. I could tell you stupid, stupid amounts of MMA. And, uh, but I've when Connor had his come up, just something resonated with me. Um, and it was a, it was kind of a bridge period in, in my life. I was going through a few injuries and life was kind of hitting me at the same time. I was 21, I think. So I was mm-hmm. kind of figuring out what I needed to do. And, uh, and I saw how real and how possible just being the best of all time actually is whenever you're, whenever you have the right people around you, whenever you're surrounding yourself, whenever you're doing the right things, whenever, uh whenever you're being real with yourself, being true to yourself. Okay. Now, did
0: you like him because he was in your particular weight
3: class or? His style, um, like you said, he's funny. He's he's a character for sure, Um, but mostly his style. Um, Something that we do at our gym is a drill called touch drill and it's a very lucid game that we can play without, like, hitting each other. It's very similar. Like, we're basically sparring going live without hitting each other in the face. And uh, and my style kind of emulates it a little bit. I'm a little longer. A little, it's a little different. But whenever I saw him refine his game as well as he did against guys like Eddie Alvarez and Chad Mendez, it really showed me where where my game should be and what it, what it is capable of even higher than that.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, tell me, you said you got a family? You got like a, like one kid? Or like, tell me a little bit about your... I, I'm the
1: only one with the kid
0: here. Oh, all right. It's, it's, it's three.
3: Three. Martial arts only for me. Martial uh, arts
0: only for me. Okay. <laughs> That's your wife and your kid right there. I know. <laughs> yeah. So how do you find... Now, this is fight week. Do you modify your training... Like how do you modify your training as you get close to the fight? Because yeah. uh, back in the day, like Tito, would, like, I don't know if you remember Tito Cheese, He would like pretty much like fight the day before, which was kind of like retarded, mind blowing. Yeah. But, that's uh, me. I don't how know. do you guys modify your training in terms of fight week?
3: Um, two weeks out uh, from my fight, I start just going down to straight weight management. Um, I trained, like a savage before that, like six to eight hours a day, like crazy eat. 10,000 calories a day, like, I go hard, and, uh, but the last two weeks is all just recovering my body and starting to bring that weight down, okay. so usually one, one workout a day with a, with a run, and then once I start to get down to, uh, closer to the fight day, maybe cut out my run if I am close, if I'm, my weight's good for that day, like, meeting my weight goals.
0: Okay, but you don't do any sparring the week though, right? Oh, no. No, no,
3: no. Do you do what any we, like, rolling? What we do is uh like I said, we do this game like touch drill. So I don't I don't have to spar, I can do touch drill and I just got in forty five minutes of what is basically sparring but without taking one shot. Ah, oh, okay, okay. Yeah. And I get a good sweat. Okay.
0: Now you do any live rolling in terms of jiu-jitsu or wrestling or
3: with selective partners. With selective partners, I my uh, main head MMA coach, Matt Ricehouse, is a black belt in jiu-jitsu, and he's a super technician. He's not like a smasher, so I can roll with him for all day, and I know I'm not going to get hurt. He's he's an excellent partner.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, do you find yourself studying a lot – like, not this fighting, but in general, do you study a lot of fight tape on the person you're fighting? Or – Or is that somewhat hard? Because I know sometimes they change the card on you guys, right? Uh,
1: I don't know if you'll find somebody who watches more fight tape, period, than him right here. Whether it's, you know, we stop and get lunch after training, he's popping up his phone and watching a fight that he was finishing from Fight Pass. Or if we get home from training that night, he's like, okay, well, now we need to watch uh, Tremere's fight uh, from two thousand six or whatever you know like I mean it's
3: it's nonstop. like I said earlier like I really truly believe that I know what he's going to do more than what he even knows what he's going to do he's a very like wild not extremely skilled fighter I've seen what his tendencies are I know right where he's going to go and I live in this world so I know right where right where he's going to be I know right where to be and uh I think it's going to be a quick one now, do you
0: find that watching a lot of these videos help you prepare for a fight?
3: A little bit. Whenever you get out there, it's always different. Yeah. But, uh, but honestly, for me, it's it's a uh, it's a mental thing. Whenever I see a guy like Tremere, and uh, I watch tapes so on like myself, there's no comparison. Like I can, whenever I watch guys at the highest level, I can say, "Oh, I think this guy would win," or oh, "I know this guy would win." whenever I look at my tapes versus tapes or my tapes versus almost anyone really recently in the 145-pound division, okay. I have my own abilities.
0: Because okay. I see some guys would probably, like, use that as, like, a training tool. But then, you know, I guess in some ways, all right, maybe it's good to not have, like, a plan. No, it you is a, have a little bit, bit, right? I mean, you got to know. A
3: little, a little bit for tendencies and, and probably future opponents for sure. Um amazing kickboxing coaches um the McCormicks these uh crazy little brothers that prodigies. are prodigies that are just prodigies they're young they're they're incredible incredible humans um and uh we'll we'll get into like deeper details but like I said he's not as skilled so he doesn't really have uh, like combinations he goes to or like things like that he really just has a few ugly tendencies and uh those those are what I'll expose so I will use it Okay. Now, tell us
0: a little bit more at the, of the gym that you fight out of.
3: Oh, yeah, we train at St. Charles MMA. Um, okay. Mike
1: not, Rogers is the owner, head coach. Uh, he's, um, he's a two-time world champion uh, black belt at super heavyweight. Um, he's actually also in uh, the United States Mixed Martial Arts Hall of Fame. Um, he he was around, uh, in, in the dog days of MMA. I mean, he's been fight. He, he started his fight career in, uh, 96 after, uh, he got out of college, um, and started competing in jujitsu and whatnot. And we put, um, seven guys through the UFC. Um, so Tyron Woodley, um, he's actually, you know, he's from St. Louis as well. Um, Mike Rogers discovered Tyron in high school, was his wrestling coach in high school. And so Tyron used to come to fights with Mike when he was fighting, when he was still in high school. And once he graduated Mizzou, Tyron came through. Um, he was with Tyron all the way until his seventh fight, uh, seventh professional fight in strike Strikeforce. Um, okay. Luis Pena, who, um, who uh, Luis Violin, Bob Ross. He's uh, fighting yeah. this and for the UFC. He started at our gym as well. Uh, Josh Sampo. Um, he he fought uh, on Conor McGregor's card in Dublin. Okay. Um, he he fought there. I mean, we, like I said, we've had seven guys come to the UFC, um, since 2007.
0: Okay. Now is, uh, Joshua the only guy that's fighting from your gym on this particular card?
1: Yes. Yes. This weekend, Josh is the only guy from our gym fighting. Um, we have, um, we have a a pretty strange, uh, kickboxing, boxing community here in St. Louis. Um, everybody goes to, uh, Uh, what like they all go to their separate gyms but then they go to this uh, one we call it the kickboxing garage uh, and they all train together on the weekend so we have a few guys that coach there that'll be cornering some fighters but um, as far as you know St. Charles mixed martial arts fighters on their card Josh is the only one. Okay
0: now have you thought like are you just going to be sticking with MMA or are you going to branch out and try more kickboxing matches or try to do pro boxing or
3: well, like I said, I've, uh, I've done everything and I'm not opposed to doing other stuff, but the money would have to be right. The timing would have to be perfect, even better, even better really. Yeah, exactly. And, but the biggest thing for me this year is getting my MMA career to where I want to be. Like I said, I want to be at the highest level. So, um, I would like to just go back to back to back as many fights as I possibly can, um, right into the next camp one another. I'm in amazing shape right now and, uh, it's only getting better. <laughs> now
0: Justin yes sir now, is he your sole guy that you're managing right now or
1: at the professional level yes um, we have yeah. a few more amateur fighters about six more that I that I manage full-time um, a few other guys that I help match make with um, at the professional level at our gym but not our official clients um, okay
0: I assume you train too, right? Or do you
1: do MMA or... No, I I do a little MMA training, but mostly jujitsu. jitsu um, okay. I teach um, five days a week now um, with the kids class and I run my own positional sparring class um, uh, two days a week. And then I'm a, I'm a certified speed and agility coach as well. But um, I come from more of a corporate background. I spent... Uh, five years in you know the corporate world uh, working for a national produce company uh, putting together contracts for restaurant chains and produce houses and stuff and really have always just loved martial arts and you know sports and jujitsu and when i finally started training full-time i wanted nothing more than to be involved in in this community I, i quit my job um but i you know spent sometimes 16 days out of the month traveling and I've dedicated my life to nothing but martial arts over the last almost three years. Um, I do a little bit of matchmaking for uh, Nemesis as well. Um, a few promotions down in Arkansas. And um, I've really just taken the bulls by the horns in the MMA world and dove right in. Okay. Now,
0: if people want to get in touch with you, Joshua, like, you know, future sponsors, is there how would they get in touch with you? Do you have a website or Facebook page? Or do they go to Justin? Like, how would people get
3: in touch with you? Yeah, J underscore Augie. Okay. Um, or this guy right here on Instagram is at stack and bricks.
1: Yeah. At stacking and bricks on Instagram. Um, most sponsorships I would prefer either on Instagram or through email, uh, Justin Bricker 22 at Gmail. Um, and I can, and I'll, and I'll send you the links to all this stuff. As okay. Well. Yeah. If you can email me that
0: this way, I can put it in the, in the show notes and add it to the YouTube thing. they am going to be uploading after I'm done with you. Now, do you have any, um, sponsors now? Um, Joshua,
1: yeah, we want have, yep. We have two sponsors, uh, imposed will here. Okay. Uh, um, relentless customs. Um, great, uh, a great custom t-shirt company. They, uh, made our shirts for uh, this last fight. Um, they handle all of our imposed will brand stuff. Um, they make all the t-shirts for, uh, Andy Frisella in first form. Um, and they're right here out of St. Louis, man. It's a great company to work with. They distribute all over the, all over the country.
0: All right. That's good to know. It's good to know. You could send me that information too. I can include
1: that. We definitely will.
0: All right, all right, guys. It's great having you on the show, and uh, we'll be in touch. This will be uploaded to YouTube shortly, awesome. and then that's pretty much it. <laughs> Thanks for having us on,
3: my man,
1: Mark. You're the all guy. right, thank you.
0: See you Take soon. care. All right, guys. We'll be back on the show after the short
1: break. Thank you. Bye.
0: a coupon queen pen from the CQP Moments podcast
2: and you're listening to Mark the Shark MMA show.
0: Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audio book with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to www.audibletrial.com slash MMA show and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Download a trial for free and start listening. It's that easy. Go to audible.com slash MMA show. Why audible? Audible content includes an unmatched selection of audiobooks, original shows, news, comedy, and more from our leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, and entertainers. And if you need a book suggestion, I have two. One is called I Am a Survivor by Christina Ritordo, And the other one is written by me, Mark Ritordo, called The Cabal. The saga begins. Alright guys, we're back. And now is the time for you guys to learn how to make money. Now... You can easily make money by listening to this podcast by downloading an app called PodCoin. Either your Android phone or your tablet or your iPhone or your tablet. And it's fairly simple. For each podcast that you listen to, you earn points. And then you can redeem those points for either Amazon or Starbucks. Or you can even donate it to charity. Now... By listening to my podcast and using this special promo code called MMA Show, that's the promo code, MMA Show, you will get 300 PodCoins just for signing up and using my code. Again, it's MMA Show, and the app is called PodCoin. You can get it from, if you have an Android um, device, you can go to the Google Play Store. If you have an Apple device, you go to the uh, Apple Store. All right, guys, we'll be back. It's Angelica from A Little Bit of Everything With Me podcast. And you're listening to Mark the Shark MMA Show. And don't forget to like, subscribe, and rate to his podcast for more amazing
1: episodes.
0: All right, guys, we're back to the show. This is Mark, and to all the listeners out there, we'd appreciate it if you uh, make a small contribution to keep the uh, podcast going. All you have to do is go to anchor.fm/mark-the-slash-mark-the-shark-MMA-show sh- and click on the support this podcast button. And it's Mark with a C and not a K. Again, it's anchor.fm/slash/mark-the-shark-MMA-show. Alright guys, we're back to the show. As I mentioned before, every week you, our listeners, have a chance to win a prize. You have to listen to each podcast episode in its entirety to learn what that prize is. Since every week it will be different. You also have a chance to be entered in our drawing to win the grand prize. Now you will be rewarded for your patience. In order to qualify for this week's prize you have to be the 100th caller to our show. And email us by using our email button on our Facebook page called Mark the Shark MMA Show, and that is Mark with a C and not a K. To call and leave us a message, you can download the Anchor app from either the Google Store or the Apple Store. By emailing us using our Facebook page, you will automatically get entered into our drawing for the grand prize, which will be announced in August. This week's 100th caller to the show gets a free Amazon gift card. Please, guys, please do not forget to follow us on our Facebook page. All right, guys. We'll be back after this short break.
1: Hey, fans. Here at Podcast City Network, we have a lot of great shows on all of our great social media outlets PodcastCity.net, Facebook.com slash City Network. Hit that thumbs up. You can send a tweet to Podcast City Network on Twitter
3: at Podcast City Net. Only on Podcast City Network. good day everybody this is Dan Young with Total 1S Radio and you are tuned into the Mark the Shark MMA
0: Show alright guys we're at the end of our show this is Mark Retorto I'm signing off and don't forget to follow us on our Facebook page it's called the Mark the Shark MMA Show and it's Mark with a C not a K and also, feel free to leave us messages by using the Anchor app. And also, don't forget if you're look in a mood for a good action thriller book, to buy my book called The Cabal: The Saga Begins. It's available on Amazon and Barnesandnoble.com. And if you need a good book for your kid, get the I Am Survivor book or Invisible Girl book written by my daughter Christina Ritoro. Also available on Barnesandnoble and Amazon.com. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed the show and continue to listen to our shows every week. Thank you.